This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Our theme today, well, that wasn't the feedback I was looking for. (laughs) Welcome back to another edition of the Playmakers. Lindsey Brown is the voice you hear right now. and This is the voice that you will also be hearing, Adrian Hernandez. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I think we probably need to, like, work the eye contact part of our show, like, out or at least, like, more optional. We do. I wish there was a way to frame all these monitors and buttons I have to push, like, a little bit closer. I know. So that I could go back and forth, left and right. The feng shui of this studio is just not the most flowing. No, honestly. And also, I woke up getting punched um, on the elbow. Oh, that seems pleasant. So I started off the day a little In the elbow, specifically? Yeah, no, back elbow and then fist. I see. Not even intentional. Apparently, my son is going to be in the UFC or the WWE. Yeah. Um, So a little rattled. But yes, I will work on the eye contact. No, no, no. no, I'm saying we we need to drop it. I'm not saying like we need it. We need to drop the need for it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And that comes with the chemistry and time. Well, I tried to just do it the old-fashioned way initially where I didn't want to switch seats where I didn't look at you and then apparently like we couldn't do the show without I mean now I think that it honestly acts more as an interruption than no, anything I disagree because if you were in that seat back to like if we were back facing each other it'd be a little odd it'd be honestly impressive though I mean we could try it it is what it is it would be impressive if it actually worked we're here to throw things at the wall and see what sticks <laughs> that's basically, basically what the playmakers motto among many uh truly is uh, another one you'll hear me spout out quite a quite a bit is sports and other things, but mostly the other things because the sports just don't exactly hold our attention the same way it used to. Still, uh, the streak is alive today. Absolutely alive today, especially after yesterday's ass-kicking of a oh, hockey game. Boy. We're going to get into that here to kick off our show here in a couple minutes, but uh, a, a full slate of topics at our disposal today. We got Baker Mayfield in his feelings just sharing mm. it up. He might be getting a, a house down the street from Mr. Uh, Rogers and the one who must not be named pretty quick here because I am saving I, I'm my baffled. voice. I'm, I'm truly baffled uh, because Adrian's uh, exclusive music station available on the Odyssey app, which is being released on Friday. We've been doing music segments all week long. And so Adrian is I'm in- reading this one, and I'm reading Adrian and Album Mode yeah. Grammy Announcements. So, yeah, we got to talk about the Grammys coming up because, hey, uh, well, they didn't Let's talk about happen. the awards, but not yeah. the art. Yeah, we got to talk about that, the art, and then me as well. I'm, I'm in Album Mode. Uh, I think I'm pushing it a little bit too far. Of course, I don't talk about these problems with my therapist. Or no. the people in my home. Well, it's or only my once parents. a week right now. 
It's 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 with with you, Lindsay. So Excellent. we need to talk this out. I'm I'm here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. Uh, we all know that we are much better at solving other people's problems than our own. Of course. And oftentimes we surround ourselves with people that have similar problems to us. And so we, we like literally write the answers in the map to ourselves. And yet we say, I have no idea what I'm doing. And uh, yeah, that's the Playmakers. We're going to talk about offensive kids movies uh, in the second hour. And we're and that'll kind of loop into our, our conversation with Trista Crick. She joins us as she does each and every Wednesday. Uh, Bet MGM tonight host uh, Heat Check. Apparently they're doing a, a remote broadcast from a big sports book just outside of D.C., so we'll we'll talk to her about that and the big tournament that's about to kick off here. And, and that should pretty much do it for us, at least for our Wednesday edition of the show. Matter of fact, I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. I've got NFL Network on. The Raiders are on. A lot of Raiders Yeah, you're like today, taking so. in a lot of sports content, and I'm just kind of like. <laughs> just vibes. I have one eyeball on the TikTok and the other eyeball on like. I don't know, a version of Candy Crush or something. But I'm just looking for any sort of distraction because yesterday not only was I like trying to, as Trish Crick would say, push P into the universe in terms of the, the positivity. You was pushing P? I was pushing P for the Golden Knights. Oh, my God. Please say it again. You're pushing P. I was pushing P for the Golden Knights yesterday, and they slapped it away. <laughs> They said, we only deal with L's this yeah, month, We only Lindsay. deal with L's. This road trip is meant to uh, take the hard look in the mirror and think, why am I doing this? Uh, because the Golden Knights lost 7-3 to yesterday to the Winnipeg Jets, an absolute dumpster fire affair. Uh, it was actually pretty close for most of the first period. But um, as we learned yesterday in my pre-scout, this is a the, the Winnipeg Jets are a team that really likes to use their opposition to screen their own goalie. They're a team that really likes to create mistiming and chaos in their offensive zone by maybe inching back up towards the blue line or slowing up a a little bit here and there. And they were utilizing every tool they had in their belt yesterday and finding uh, success. I think that, that, you know, to, to end the first period, with two goals within 30 seconds in the final two minutes. Like, that's just, even if you put forth a really good effort, really solid. I mean, DeBoer said, oh, I was really proud of the 60 minutes of hard work. And Carlson said he was happy that nobody gave up. I'm like, this is how far we have fallen. We're there already? We are there. We are absolutely there. But, like, it was just, they weren't. They they didn't have the they didn't have the talent in the room to keep up yesterday. They didn't that that one nothing uh, goal where where Blake Wheeler just barrels in right into the the offensive zone and uses Nick Hag as a screen on a cutback to the middle and just lasers it glove side past Laurent Brossois. Like that's not his fault. He can't see that puck. That's a screen, an unbelievable shot at that, and uh, and a player in Blake Wheeler that basically is just a human bowling ball. And so I, I wasn't too offended by that. But then you have literally less than 30 seconds later, the team itself just kind of basically loses its own way. Winnipeg gains the zone with possession. They slow up a little bit. Like I said, they're using that missed time. And they'll float back up towards that blue line to open up space in the shooting lanes, which really almost freezes any Golden Knights players trying to defend. And so they're able to fire away even though that puck is blocked down twice until that third opportunity just bounces over to Kyle Connor's stick. And he doesn't even need any elevation on that shot because he can beat Laurent Brassois five hole. He would for sure want that one back, but the team was sinking back into itself. Like it's, 
it's a crappy goal to give up because of of the context of what of what happened. But in terms of like what developed in front, like I'm not ready to pin that on LB either. You can get a two to one. You know, hey, look, we're still in this tally from Nick Waugh, who was staying relentless in the slot in the second period, finishes a bang bang rebound about five minutes into the second. But then, then. <sighs> They keep going down. They keep spiraling. You have something called Pakal, who is our defenseman, filling in for one of our many names that is out of our lineup, turns over the puck in our zone, in the middle of the zone. Brand, I mean, he's a fetus walking out there. What are you going to do? LB gets a huge save in the corner, gets the puck over there, diffuses the problem, diffuses the pressure, diffuses the danger. But then... All of our bodies are so spread out, are so stuck in the mindset that somebody else is going to do it. Bodies so far out of orbit that they cannot physically support the puck battle in the corners. Even if their teammate wins it, there's nobody there to collect it. So instead, Nikolai Ehlers does it and has a free and clear walk to the basically the front of the net. If he wanted to take it that far, he didn't need to, Adrian. Instead, he just walks from that half wall, uh, just below that face-off dot, and then snipes LB short side. That one sucks. That one sucks top to bottom. And then you had the other, the last one before Brassois was pulled, where the defenseman just walked on the wall, forward goes up, replaces his spot, and takes one step towards the net and beats him high short blocker side. Like one of those textbook goals that, Anybody who has never even put on a pair of goalie pads knows you can't let that in at that point in time. And so that's why when Pete DeBoer, after the game, said, we got to find ways to get in front of more pucks. I'm irked as a, as a fellow netminder because for like a lot of these goals, like the situation that devolved in front of, of him, not his fault. But LB did not play his best yesterday. I was expecting him to come out and put on a show against his former team. He's gotten lit up twice. And so I won't make that mistake again. And you can bet your bottom-ass dollar that if the Golden Knights had the opportunity to take a time machine back to, like, right before the season, we say, hey, you want to still trade Marc-Andre Fleury? Hey, even if you still do want to trade him, do you want to treat him the way that he was on the way out? I guarantee you it's a hard no. Because... Goaltending is an is a is a an area in which we can improve right now. Although it is not the area that is the biggest problem, it is easy to paint it as such. But we know that we can't move certain players. We know that there there's certain salaries that are prohibitive. Everybody knows the the amount of injury problems we have. And honestly, I don't even know if this is a team worth fighting for trading to to, to get something out of it. That's going to be one of my questions. But last night, Mark Mark Andre Fleury put on a gem of a performance last night in Boston, 38 saves, 2-1 to one win. And it's hard for me not to sit here and say all of this that's going on with the Golden Knights, be that like the direct results that are, that are coming back to us or just the overall vibe that this season has been. This is hockey karma coming back at its finest. This is goalie-specific hockey karma. 
coming back and biting them in the ass. Like, it does pay to treat people the right way. I'm not a religious person. I believe in belief. That's kind of how I define my whole system, because I believe in what other people's believe in, or at least they're the severity. But hockey gods are a pretty darn close thing to me, and it's very much like you put, you get out what you put in. Not everything makes sense. Nothing's fair. So with that in mind, with that reality, wouldn't you want to do everything in your power to like take care of what you can? Like I said yesterday, attitude and, uh, and effort. No, obviously, it's just going to yep. improve the performance. Right. So why wouldn't you take care of your people? Like, why, why do you trade Marc-Andre Fleury for literally a bag of pucks? Was the cap space that important? Truly. Because we could probably, based off of how things have turned out this year, we probably could have kept Flower and maybe still gotten Jack Eichel. I mean, we'd have to make different moves, but, like, since he's been such a breath of fresh air, but they've only won two games since he's coming to this lineup, and I don't expect him to set the world on fire and to save this team. But... When I saw his attitude the other night, when I saw yesterday after that 3-1 to one goal that I, I just went through where everybody was too spread out and they just let Ehlers walk in, seeing the dejection and frustration on, like, viscerally on the TV from the likes of Chandler Stevenson and Dylan Coughlin. Like, there is nothing but bad vibes right now and there's been bad vibes in this locker room before when they've been able to f- still find success and a lot of that has to do with the personalities in the locker room but we need to stop saying well it's not in the locker room and, and because they're not right now this is a bad hockey team and this is a hockey team that will not do itself favors in game but how wh- why would they be able to conjure that up from themselves when even the management can't do can't conduct can't play in the right way. The b- most basic of minimums. The most bare of minimums. And I don't mean to like bring this up and, 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 and basically unearth this, this, this crypt that was the Marc-Andre Fleury trade that we dissected ad nauseum. But it was literally so unnecessary in terms of getting him off the roster. Like it seemed more like a move, well, we want to make sure we're going to give the keys to Robin Leonard, which I do understand. But that doesn't mean that you treat him like you did. That doesn't mean you trade him for nothing. He won the Vesna last year. We won the Masterton last year, Adrian. You know what the Masterton is? It's the lowest goals against average. The best goalie tandem. I was looking at Mike McKenna's goaltending rankings yesterday for, for tandems. We're behind the Coyotes in his mind. That's not good. You're like, did, really, that it was that important to sell that piece for whatever boost you've gotten on the other side. Because last time I checked, we're letting in way more goals than we're scoring anyways. Like, it's an absolute joke. And this is why I, I am so adamant about the way this organization treats people. I'm so adamant about sensitivity to goalies. Because they're the most important people on the on the ice. And for all of the, the crap that Marc-Andre Fleury had to deal with while he was here, you also, at the same time, like... Oh, we, we might go trade for him back. We might bring somebody else in because we don't know if Robin Leonard's going to come in. And then we got Pete DeBoer still pooping on our goalies now. What are you doing? You are literally, uh, we have too big of a bleeder over here. We got to fix it. We got to get stitches over here. Well, this one, you're actively like cutting open another wound just to get those stitches out. Yeah, I don't see how that's going to have a positive it's ridiculous. effect on your players. Especially after uh, for LB to be in his former team, like, 
all of that. Like, sure, he didn't play his freaking best, but have you seen the guys in front of him? Your bare minute right now, you're saying, good job, guys. We worked hard and we didn't give up. Are you kidding me? My God. This it's is pathetic. The team, this is the team that we thought could be a contender for the Stanley Cup Finals, and now we're talking about good effort against a below-average team, right? Mm-hmm. That, that we were facing, and th- that's what we get for all the expectations and the Better moves. team than us. And getting we're Jack a below-average team. That's what we are. Honestly. We're a bad team. That's what we are. Are you at the point where it's like trade pieces away at the deadline to get value or or I not know. even try to like improve no, the I'm team? I'm at the point where I don't dedicate brain energy towards thinking about this team, about yeah. how to fix it. Because there is no there there really is no fixing it. You can bring in... You could say, hey, let's go trade for, for Alexander Barkov, who's going to be rolling in here tomorrow with the Florida Panthers, or, or Jonathan Huberto. They're, they're, they're not going to be able to fix it. I mean, shoot, years ago, St. Louis Blues, supposed to be a, a, a big-time contending team, go out and trade for Ryan Miller for the, from the Buffalo Sabres. We're going to go deep run. They did the same thing a couple years later, maybe earlier, with Marty Brodeur. We're going to bring in somebody at the deadline, a netminder that's going to fix everything. Both times out in the first round. One of them, they might not have even made the playoffs. Not going to deep dive my memory or or fact check on that, but I do know that it did not end well for either one of them. And that's why Jesus Christ himself could strap on some pads and hop in. He's not going to score any goals. And and DeBoer is right. Everybody has to show up each night. You have to have a night where people show up to score, that people show up to be defensively responsible, and where our net miners are ready to go. You're right. But we're, we're just getting to this now. And this is, this is our, our fifth game in a row that we've lost. We have no sight in front of us of it letting up. We're in one of the hottest teams in the NHL in Florida, and then L.A. is coming in. Like, they, got, got, 20, they got shut out last night up. by the Colorado Avalanche, but who blames them? But this is a team that can't do itself favors because it doesn't want to treat its people the right way. And it's connected. It may not be as, as easy as point A to point B, but you can't say that this doesn't have the overarching theme. And finally, the, the, the chickens are coming home to roost. And so whether tomorrow will be the, the day where everything comes together and they might be able to put forth not just an effort, but a winning one, not going to really spend that much time thinking about it because uh, I don't know how much time the brass is, at least – thinking about it in a way differently than they have before. Because, again, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. One could probably say that's maybe in the, in the thought, in the mindset of one Mr. Baker Mayfield. He is deep in his feelings, and we are going to get into that on the other side of the break. Glenn Ford, the bet. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.